Hi, I'm Ann Jensen coming to you from the East Coast of New Jersey. Hi, I'm Skylar West coming to you from the West Coast of Canada. We are two romance writers using our life experiences to break down and share with you all things romance. How you find your next book boyfriend, discovering genres and tropes, and looking at what works and why, and what doesn't work and why. Welcome back to Coast to Coast Romance. Today we have one of my favorite authors, Shaw Montgomery, with us today. Welcome to the program. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. You know, Shaw, I just was introduced to your books through Anne. As I'm going through them on Amazon, I'm like, oh, this sounds interesting. This sounds interesting. I loved how diverse you are. Like you're so different. And so that takes me to kind of my first question, which is mm-hmm. if you're writing a subgenre of romance, what is your favorite subgenre to write in? I like anything where the characters just get to be completely themselves. Like say outrageous things or tease their friends or just anything where I get to make them laugh. I think that's my favorite thing to write. Nice. Awesome. Yeah. And you have just mentioned that you are reading her most recent read. Did you want to add anything to that about the, your char- your take on the characters? Oh, well, my take on the characters? <laughs> oh, my God. I mentioned it in an earlier episode, how I never, ever thought that I would enjoy a romance that involved tentacles. But because Shaw had written it, I was like, all right, I, I just got to try it out. And so your last your it was the third in the series, right? Mm-hmm. And it's actually a menage. Well, it's three. So, but yeah, it's three guys, uh, one one of them being a tentacled alien. And I just love the way that it's not like scary alien or super. I mean, they are alpha, but they're not like Mm -hmm. alpha hole. They're, yeah, yeah, they're (laughs) just that complete confidence that, of course, I know what I'm doing. And then they charge right in. Nice. Very logical. And the the play that you had between the characters with the logic and the emotion and the and all of that was just wonderful. And just oh. how interesting humans are from the outside. Like if you were looking at us like we were some kind of science experiment, you'd just be scratching your head. And I think that's one of my favorite things about writing it. Yeah. How how did we survive? <laughs> <laughs> that's wonderful. Now, do you? read the same thing that you write a vast variety or do you have a favorite subgenre that you like to read my favorite thing to read is anything sci-fi fantasy those kind of things but i read all kinds of crazy things wonderful so it's obviously not just within the romance genre mm-hmm. you read science fiction on its own sci-fi fantasy on its own as paranormal. long as it's not too dry my brother's trying to get me to read this series that he loves but it looked painfully boring like you would have to reread each paragraph two or three times and I had to tell him no I will listen to him excitedly go on and on about these characters but no I'm not gonna read it (laughs) I hear that I hear that yeah like high high fantasy or high Mm sci-fi where it's like they have figured out the science behind everything that happens and we'll share it yes yes Yes, absolutely. No, I mean, I grew up, uh, I think the first science fiction fantasy book I ever read was David Eddings. Mm-hmm. And I remember being, so good. oh my gosh, yeah. And it was the Elstones of Shannara or something. Mm-hmm. It was the second book and it was just released. So it was, you know, they used to do the, the really big paperbacks. So it's sitting there on the stand and I looked at it and I was intrigued because it had elves on it. <laughs> and I had read The Hobbit when I was 11. I'm like, okay. And I and I grabbed it and then I asked my mom to buy me the first book, which they had in smaller paperback and I was hooked. So I completely understand. 
so you've talked about your subgenres as a reader and mm-hmm. as a writer. Any other particular tropes that you really enjoy writing or reading in? I love friends to lovers. Friends to I lovers. I like it that we already know each other. We've already built that foundation, but now it kind of takes on a life of its own for whatever reason. The I growth. Like that. Yeah. That is a common popular trope yeah. for sure. Yeah. And one of the things that I really do enjoy in your books is all of your characters are friends as well as lovers. Mm-hmm. Like you can see that you don't just see the emotional, like the physical relationship building. You you see a true emotional support structure yeah. set up between them. I think that's the, the best relationship have that foundation, no matter what kind of relationship it is. Now, do you have a least favorite trope? I don't like enemies to lovers. And I had one of those books that it just wasn't my idea was the characters. And (laughs) I went along with it. And angry sex is fun. But it's not really who I am as a writer. Is that the Leashes and Lace, the photographer? Yeah, it's Eli's book. The second book in that. and just Oh, he's a handful. But what's funny is I noticed that the books around it Mm-hmm. You you do comment a lot about how exhausting they are. <laughs> and I was always wondering if it was because it was so exhausting to write their oh, story. Oh, he was exhausting. And just the amount of feedback I got from readers about just passionate how much they hated him. They read the book and they were going to see what happened to him. But, oh, so many people hated him. Wait, they hated Eli or they hated they the photographer? They hated Eli. And just how dramatic he was and just everything. They just wanted to reach through the book and strangle him. And That's I just, funny. Just, that was surprising to me. So you have a trigger character. Good for you. Yeah. <laughs> I, I can see that. I can see that. Drama queen central. Oh, yeah. Whereas Anne has a drama queen in her last book, book four, in her motorcycle romance. And I love the he, she drama queen. That's book three. Is it three? Yes. Three. Oh, yeah. Jojo. Too f- Jojo. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Jojo, Love. my my drag queen. Yeah. So much, <laughs> so much fun. Everything's so flamboyant and big. <laughs> <laughs> well, I already had, I had a Southern Belle um, drama queen, not drag queen, drama queen. <laughs> so I have a Southern Belle dra- drama queen and a, so, and a drag queen drama queen. <laughs> there you go. Yes, that's right. Any other least favorite tropes? So enemies to lovers. Anything else enemies you're not a real fan of? They're really the one of the only ones I don't read. I don't okay. like the anger for the most part because a lot of the times, unless it's a really, really good story, mm-hmm. it's sometimes hard for me to see why you would love somebody who's screaming at you. So just I yeah. need to see that why you like the other person. Right. It's not always clear. Well, I find I've read maybe uh, five or six books in that genre or trope. And I, all of them have been teen age or college. Mm -hmm. And so that's also got that bully. Yeah. Bully. Bully now. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mm -mm. Yeah. And it's, I find it I don't know. It's almost it's almost borderline Stockholm syndrome, which we talked about with Vanessa. I think yeah. as yeah. being one of her least favorites as well. No, and it was interesting because one of the reasons that I discovered you, Shaw, was that I was looking for well done kink, mm-hmm. respectfully done kink, and 
your books always got listed on a bunch of different BDSM sites that I went to. Even the series where you have something, uh, something shame, um, beautiful shame, beautiful shame. Those books, they're my guilty pleasure. Right, I write those when I can't think of anything else to write. <laughs> uh, very well done. But it's a it's a humiliation kink. But it's not a bully. It's mm-hmm. it's you know. So it's one of those things that a lot of people have trouble understanding. Where there's a difference between bullying and being mean. And yeah. The first one comes a little bit close to bully, but it's, I think it's really clear fairly quickly that's because they're just going into college in that for that book. Mm-hmm. And they they don't understand why they're reacting to each other that way. It's still a learning process of why does this turn me on kind of a thing. And so they're both feeling a little bit awkward about it and that kind of stuff, but both trying to give the other person what they want. So yeah, that was the closest it comes to any kind of bullying, but no, it's, they're really cute together. Yes. So as a writer or sorry, as a reader, Mm -hmm. do you have uh, some favorite authors or some favorite series that you really enjoy? I read all kinds of different things. Like I'm right now, I'm obsessively watching the calendar countdown for Laurel K. Hamilton's new book, her angel series. I'm really excited about that. Oh, um, well, but, maybe you could read mine as a warm up. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I laughed. Just throwing it out there. <laughs> oh, yes. And I like her Anita Blake series. That was one of the first things I read where the character had such an interesting transformation. And I could watch through the series because I started that series before there was anything even interesting in my own personal life. So, much less like I was still reading really just like regular kind of romance stuff and it's just like eye-opening and it was that was my first hint of going to explore lots of different things Mm, yeah I think we all have one of those authors where we pick up a book and it just takes us in a completely different angle than where, where we've been so far for me it was Renee Rose I just happened to be scrolling through KU and I thought oh I like the cover is what it was and and then I so I downloaded and I started and I went oh It's one of those books. (laughs) Yay. And then I'd be looking around, making sure no one saw me. (laughs) It's funny for me. It was uh, Robert Heinlein, uh, Time Enough for Love. It was just, and that was when I was in my early teens. It was seen not a story about a a gay man or or a pan or bisexual or whatever we're calling it today. It was not just seeing someone of an alternate sexuality. Yeah. It was seeing someone normalized, like, mm-hmm. no, this is how society is now. And then the Herald of Valdemir, Mercedes Lackey, I think, yeah. having gay protagonists and everything like that. Like, it just opened up mm-hmm. my mind to that this could be normal. Yeah. Right. And I, I absolutely loved that. Now, all right. I got to know when you write your stories, which comes first, is it the story or do you, or do the characters just jump in your head and the character, the characters, sometimes it's like a, just like a first little flash of a conversation will come through and I'll write that down and not come back to it for like six months. I've got one that I'm finally coming back to that. I wrote the first page two years ago and I just, I knew that I could see the scene. I knew what he was doing. And just, I'm like, I don't know where you're going, but okay, we'll just, we'll write this down. 
So yeah, I'm very much character driven. Nice. Awesome. So have you ever had a review or a specific comment from a fan about a book or a series that really kind of stuck out for you? It's stayed with you. The I had was at a GRL um, a couple of years ago, and one of my readers came up to me, and when they figured out who I was and finally noticed like the little name tag and like the light went on of like in their head like that light bulb moment literally almost flashed over their head. They started to cry because they'd been reading some of my books and figured out things about their own personal life. Wow. And what they'd been thinking and really kind of a different direction for their own personal life. And that has just always stuck with me. It was just one of those moments that I will go to my grave remembering because they really touched me and the sweet things that they said. Wow. That's incredible. Mm -hmm. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. How about something that you thought was just (laughs) <laughs> why why did you write that like I why a good one. and if anybody ever listening to this you left this review just understand I understand where you're coming from and I'm not offended but not too long after I got several age play books out and the backlist was starting to fill up I got a and I don't read reviews that often because I have a hard time sorting out the helpful information from the emotional information so it's not good for my mental health but I was reading a couple of reviews and because there was one low review that I really didn't understand, like by that book going, everybody liked this one. I don't get it. So I read the review and just couldn't help but laugh. They was a very low star review. And they started off with basically this might not be the author. This might be me, but, and then they went on to explain that they, that was like the third or fourth book they've read by me and they were all too sweet. And they kept waiting for the angst and waiting for more books that had a lot more drama. And they just hadn't found it yet. And so they were very disappointed and basically described my books as peanut butter fudge. It sounded like a really good idea, but it was just too sweet. And I'm never able to get that review out of my head. It's the best review ever. No kidding. I was too sweet for them. Because they're not really going to find a whole lot of drama. I don't like making myself cry when I'm writing. Why would I want to make everybody else cry? I mean, we had those moments, but no, there's no angst. It's lots of sweet, kinky fluff. And it was just my favorite negative review ever. I'm peanut butter fudge. That's awesome. Wow. (laughs) That's neat. It's like, it's like the book, you know, my my blurb doesn't say angst, roller coaster, you know, like, it's like, no, hey. And I'm like, okay, no. After this is like your fourth book in, this is not me. This is you. You You should not have read the next one if you don't want love. And And, and it works the other way too. Like, I don't think I have a single review that doesn't say, wow, hot, steamy scenes. (laughs) Right. So if you don't want a hot, steamy scene, chances are you shouldn't read mine. (laughs) All of my first books, I had a hard time getting reviews. So I sent out some Mm. copies and did that. And when I was asking for our readers, I explained the content and I was like, okay, I would prefer it. If you've read age play and things like this in the past, because that's, I didn't want to startle anybody. Absolutely. Literally every review I got back started out as I've never read anything like this, but dude, that's the way to give an author a heart attack. I mean, just have them drop dead on their office floor. <laughs> yeah, that was just no horrendous. Kidding. No oh, kidding. I was so glad when the review stopped stating that. <laughs> <laughs> You're just like, well, okay. <laughs> and you write under more than one name. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. 
do you want to share a little bit about this, the differences and the sameness of mm-hmm. the pen names that you write under? I started out writing as Sean Montgomery and doing mainstream, mainstreamy kind of kinks um, and BDSM, just um, uh, some female domination and moving into the MM, but I wanted to do things that were a little bit more outside the box at the time. Right. And when I started, there wasn't a single mainstream MM author who had contemporary BDSM and interesting things under the same name. They just didn't do it. So I started putting my the more curious things that I wanted to write, like the age play and incest and things like that under a separate pen name. Right. And now everybody goes, well, why don't you just do that? Like, why not all the same? And I'm like, because, dude, remember a few years ago, nobody did that. Yeah, the world has changed. Yeah, oh, yes. It has. But I understand that because I, I've been struggling. I recently put out a series under a different pen name. And leading up to that, I struggled and had suggested keeping the same pen name. And someone said to me, and it's, I've thought about it more since and went, doesn't really make sense to me, but they gave the idea of, okay, imagine Stephen King, who always writes the same thing uh, brilliantly, but the same kind of style stuff, all of a sudden decided to write something different. And fans are buying the books thinking they're going to get the same product, Mm -hmm. but it's quite different. So I still think it makes sense. Uh, not because of what's acceptable, not acceptable, but more just because of a fan base. Yeah. If I had to go back and do it all over again, I'd probably do everything under one pen name. Just because for me, the main thing that carries through all of the books are very relationship focused, very sweet. And no matter what they get up to in the bedroom, it has that tender kind of fluffy feel throughout all of it. So I think I would have done things a little bit differently, but really even a couple of years ago, it just, nobody did that. Yeah. No, I will admit that sometimes when I'm trying to, I don't know, clean the brain, like Uh I just need something nice and fluffy and light. That's when I'm like, all right, I got (laughs) got to pull up what a shovel car is. Because I know I'm going to be happy. I know I'm going to enjoy it and Mm -hmm. and love, love the characters. That's awesome. Now, if you could write anything, not romance, not like, not necessarily even in your skill set right now, but like just in your head, if you could write anything, what would it be? I like historical stuff. Like I grew up reading the Highland romance novels from my mother's bookshelf. And so I would love to do that kind of historical sweeping romance. It'd probably end up being a lot of cake thrown in just because it happens. (laughs) (laughs) The the time it takes to really research all of it and the level of detail is not my personality, unfortunately. <laughs> if I, I call up with somebody who really was good at that part, oh yeah. But no, just on my own, I'm not that detail oriented. It's awesome. Yeah. And you're right. I think historical and of course what Regency way, way more mm-hmm. has a particular leanings the only way like i'm with you i love reading historical and i have read much 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 and i thought about if i was to write one how to do it and i think i would focus in on a a village a town a city keep it very specific to the events of that time within that place instead of say Mm -hmm. what was going on in the world like still too much research for me (laughs) 
Well, see, it wouldn't be for me just because I've read so much, but then I know me, I would stop and go, well, wait, hang on a second. And I want to make sure I was very accurate. So yeah. it would require a lot. That's the kind of book that you spend a year to two years writing. Yeah. yeah. And I just, it's not my personality. I mean, yeah. I have, I have enough history classes that I took in college to majored in it, honestly. And I read so many romance novels that really weren't like those Highland ones were well well-researched at the time and just the historical accuracies and the battles and all the kind of things that they touched on. Dude, high school history was a breeze. But no, just I could do like a good overarching kind of idea, but it's all the little minute details about what people were wearing and just all those kind of things that would be just way too hard. Well, I think that's why the Outlander books are so big, like the actual Mm -hmm. novels. The writer has definitely immersed herself in that time. And you don't even question what she says about the dress and how they looked. And uh, because you you come to realize, yeah, you come to realize that she's literally cornered that. She's Mm -hmm. done very well. Okay. So Shaw, I know that you probably are always working on something, but do you have Mm -hmm. a current work in progress that you want to share with us? I've actually got, I'm working on several different things, honestly, three different books. I I juggle just to keep myself focused because I'm clearly where my children got ADHD from. Um, but <laughs> I can't even complain with their squirrel moments because I'm just as bad. But I'm uh, currently in the middle of finishing, nearly finished, the book that's going to go in the next Dirty Daddy's anthology. And that's so much fun. But writing short books just kills me. Because okay. my people are long-winded. They want to talk things out. They want to explore things. And I'm like, no, no, no. This has a page limit. No, no, no. Gotta stop. So that's the hardest <laughs> part. Neat. Yeah. Okay. Well, what else are you working on? You mentioned a couple I of have things. a long-running series that were, this is the seventh book. And they're generally fairly short just because when I first started them, I thought it was going to be just a one-off thing of a random character idea that I had, like, oh, I'll get this down and nobody will ever read it and that'll be the end of it. And it kind of got a life of its own and now we're six books in and seven books and so I'm playing with them again. They're my nice. two close series. So awesome. they're so oh. much fun. Awesome. Yeah. They're really so cute. so do we so do we have any more of the alien ones coming? Oh, of course. <laughs> We're going to get a young waiter at a pizza restaurant who is fascinated with the alien. And he's going to get his first date um, with an alien. And they're just so cute. Oh, Younger kind of couple this time, not like the grown-ups who were so confident. So I'm kind of curious to see how a young alien who is approaching dating a human. Gotcha. So you're doing like the new young love or first love mm-hmm. trope in there. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. That's awesome. I no, like those. I absolutely laugh that we're like, oh, alien tentacle romance. <laughs> 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 Only you could make us say that, Shaw. Exactly. <laughs> Woohoo. Oh, that's really wonderful. All right. Well, we will put all of your contact information into our show notes for anyone who is interested. Is there anything else you would like our listeners to? No, just if they're really curious about trying tentacles and aliens for the first time, then um, uh, they can check out that series. Uh, It's my new neighbors. And it's just basically aliens have landed on Earth and Instead of the apocalypse, they've learned to go to Walmart and figure out driving and that kind of stuff. And it's just a fun take on 
how it could happen. Nice. Like one of my favorite characters is in the second book because he thinks he is just badass. He learned to drive and he drives mm-hmm. a taxi. Yes. The way they see things is just hysterical. They're my favorite characters to write. And right I love on. that the people around him feel the same. They're like, oh, he's, <laughs> he takes his life in his hands. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's fantastic. I'm really happy you were here with us today, Shaw. Thank you for joining us. Oh, thank you for having me. This has been wonderful. And letting me fan, girl. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Right. Yeah, I'm so glad you two got to meet. <laughs> oh, me too. Yeah. Thank you for listening to Coast to Coast Romance. I'm Ann Jensen. And I'm Skylar West. If you'd like to contact either of us, our links are located in the show notes. Have a great week. Thanks so much for joining us.